This is episode 14 of Transform with Yayati with CEO of Right Selection, Gautam Ganglani. Welcome to Transform with Yayati. My name is Yayati Desai and I'm going to be your host for this show. I'm a coach and a speaker. I love coaching and helping people. My mission in life is to transform lives. Each week, I bring an inspiring person or message to transform your life and help you live the life of your dreams. Hey Gautam, welcome to Transform with Yayati. Pleasure to be with you today. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, welcome for accepting it. And I remember the first time that we met, it was through a person that we both admired, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. He had come in India, in Mumbai in 2018 and I had attended a, one of his seminars, public seminars through you and you and your father were gracious enough to, you know, just accept me in your group. So thank you so much for that. And that's how I came to know about you. And then I researched a little bit about you and I came to know that you've been running this amazing speakers bureau since the last 25 years, a father and son do and it's fantastic. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the background story of right selection? Sure, thank you. So, I mean, Right Selection is a father and son family business that started in October 1993 in Dubai, actually. And the foundation of the start of the business was because my dad had a personal passion for books that help you personally and professionally to transform. Um, in Marshall's words, what, get, what got you here won't get you there. And I guess that sort of thinking was you need either some inspiration which comes through books, through comes through audios, comes through videos. And that's where my dad started the business in October 1993 um, and started with a business self-help bookstore. Uh, personally, I was born and brought up in London in the UK. And uh, so I joined the family business in 1995 with him. And when I joined the business, I said, okay, books are great. Uh, what else can we add? Because people have different um, methodologies of preferred learning and that's when we got in, in those times audio audio cassettes and um, then videos we had even the Brian Tracy set of videos from Nightingale Conan Simon Schuster in those days so books audios videos but all very much focused on the niche I remember coming in the front page of the Gulf News tabloid in Dubai because there were bookshops there but there was no single bookshop or entity that focused on this niche of self-improvement and corporate learning and development. So that was really the foundation of the of where we started. Um, it's been over 25 years now as a journey. Um, so that journey from a bookstore from 93 led to a year 2000 when my dad and me were very share a very close bond and we take a lot of walks together and we said, you know, what next? You're always saying, okay, what next? Or how can I add value? Um, to my clients, what more can I do differently than what I'm doing? And then the idea was, how about we bring the authors of um, these books for live events? And we said the best way to select it was really taking the parallel market where we said, you know, how do you know which authors to bring? People till today ask me, how do you select your authors? Hmm. How do you select your speakers? I said, actually, we select our speakers based on the popularity of a book. Because in Ken Blanchard's words or his books called Raving Fans, the idea is that if a book is sold extremely well, mm. it means then there's a fan base. If the books are doing exceptionally and become global bestsellers, that means there's a captive audience of raving fans who appreciate the content and are highly engaged emotionally or intellectually 
by the value that that author has given. So there's a certain aspiration, excitement uh, for that fan to have a personal experience of meeting that author. Mm. And that's how we decided to launch our events division in year 2000 and bringing speakers uh, in year 2000 to Dubai and the Gulf region initially. And later on in 2009, we then expanded that into India, brought speakers like Jack Canfield, John Gray, um, and then Marshall Goldsmith, Brian Tracy, and numerous others to the Gulf and the Indian subcontinent with live events. Uh, when you brought them for live events, a lot of the large organizations, the banks, the pharma companies, um, and a lot of the other large FMCG companies would say, okay, you're bringing in Marshall Goldsmith, Brian Tracy, um, XYZ, Tony Buzan, um, speakers. So we would like to bring them in-house. And that's how the right selection speaker management um, sort of service set up. So the journey started from the bookstore, audios, videos, to being having these books at the back of these public events, to then organizing events ourselves, expanding from Dubai to the Gulf and the Indian subcontinent, and then eventually having the speaker management service um, that we've had the last five years. Um, and personally, I have now relocated to India uh, in the last uh, year, actually. Hmm. So that's the journey so far. In fact, this July will be my July. Uh, this July second will be my twenty-fifth year from. So Amazing. company's twenty-seven years, but um, for me, it'll be my twenty-fifth uh, year since my first working day this July. Excellent! Congratulations in advance. Thank you. Amazing. So one, one theme which I'm seeing in your business is you paid attention to the customer's needs and kept on fulfilling it. And that, that's how you've expanded your business. Very much so. It's all about the customer. And to me, it's, you know, we, we may, whatever business we're in, um, I really think most important is it's all about the customer. And you've got to understand the customer's pains, the customer's needs, the customer's budgets the customer's preferred way of learning in terms of our business. I mean, we're living in extraordinary times today. And yes. once again, the challenges um, are different. The way people will want to learn are changing. The budgets are changing. So we also need to adapt. We need to change. We need to innovate the way we provide. So throughout our journey from as a family business, it's very much been about reverse engineering the way we provide the solutions to the pains which we learn from understanding the customers and building relationships so they feel comfortable to share that with us so mm. absolutely um, that's that's the philosophy of our business amazing so uh, can, can you share a little bit about your perspective you've been interacting with your customers and what's the future for the learning and development industry going forward it's a, it's a very big question and we're sort of in a in a time of transition here in, uh, in May 2020, yes. um, I think it's going to be a constant learning. This entire year, in my opinion, is going to be a year of transition. And um, we, you know, people talk of strategy meetings quarterly, biannually, annually. To me, strategy meetings need to be weekly now. Um, the speed of change, things how they're evolving, um, but very much so, one thing I'll say is there's no question about, in my mind, um, that the business is going to be moving virtually. That even in a positive scenario, 
and let's be positive this this too shall pass whether it takes three months six months a year a year and a half the end of the day it will settle down in my opinion to a hybrid model between offline and online right. uh, so this year it's going to be in my opinion again 100% online and you have to find ways to creatively engage with your audience provide value uh, based on their current pains and people have a lot of pain today be it relationship be it financial be it business um, be it health these are sort of the four areas of all of our lives and uh, so that these are challenging times so to me you know webinars is what people have started with that's definitely going to be like awareness um, talks but it's going to need more in-depth um, conversations and style of delivery online interactive so it's going to move on it is online already and it's only going to expand the online and I guess with the technology solutions out there um, I've seen some great platforms that have you know a thousand plus people they have exhibition spaces people can wear even you know sort of these glasses and make it virtual and make it feel as real as possible so sitting in the comfort of your home you may be walking around the exhibition area I was quite amazed to see that and saying it's you know so that is the the way the world seems to be moving currently mm. and we all have to obviously adapt um, as best as possible to serving those client needs based on the new world we're living in now Correct. Excellent. One thing which I've observed always about you whenever we've met in person is the high energy and the way you network. So, and also you're, 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 you've authored a book, Breaking Bread. So can you talk a little bit about that and the core principles, the core philosophy of the book? Thank you. Yeah. For me, um, my energy, I, I would say, really comes from a childhood story of mine, which was at the age of 13. Uh, as I said, I was born in London and lived there. And at the age of 13, I went through a very difficult time um, where the school I went to um, and the people I was with at school, basically, I was bullied. I was teased, humiliated, made fun of. And it was a very, very painful experience. Um, my self-esteem was an all-time low. I had very few friends. And I appeared like an introvert. And so just nothing made any sense. Um, I was very anxious and, and stressed even at that age. Um, I thank a coach of mine in Dubai, Phil Bedford, for helping me uncover this sort of deep-rooted uh, story of mine from my childhood in UK. I went to my dad at that time and I said to him, I said, Papa, nothing makes any sense. I have few friends. My grades are below par. I'm just highly stressed. Nothing makes sense. What can you advise me hmm. and what should I do and he said I'm going to give you three pieces of advice and this advice is going to help you not only today as a 13 year old as a teenager but it's going to help you for the rest of your life are you ready for it I said sure and he said one surround yourself with the right people two continuously learn hmm. and three take action and I realized that when I look back and I only uncover the story about 10 years back in Dubai through this coaching session, I realized, wow, when I look back and I realized, you know, I've gone into a business right selection where we're constantly bringing the world's best thought leaders to an environment 
We're attracting like-minded, like-hearted people who believe in investing and learning. They believe in continuous learning. And then our goal is to inspire them to take action. So surround yourself with the right people, people who appreciate learning and, and, and being sort of uplifted by this knowledge or inspired and learning environment, whether it's through books, audios, or learning experience. So our goal is really inspiring people to take action and take new action so that they have breakthroughs in their life. As I said, every one of us, nobody's exempt from having a challenge. So I think for me, the energy that I have today is really based on making sure that I'm constantly connected uh, to staying and surrounding myself with the right people. I have believed that, you know, I'm blessed to be in an industry which is a business, which is a business for us because I'm constantly learning learning from books, I'm reading articles, I'm reading, watching videos, what, listening to audios, having conversations with interesting people. And so my conversations itself uplift me. Yes. So again, I'm surrounding myself with the right people. I'm learning, so I'm mentally stimulated and energized. And by default, you can only give out what you have inside you. And so to me, inside me, I have this knowledge which is a hunger to continuously learn and be inspired. Hmm. I'm surrounding myself with people that even if I'm going through a difficult time as we all may go through, they're uplifting me, they're encouraging me, they're inspiring me. And, you know, it's, we're all in this together. So I think to me, that journey, what I went through, the business that I'm in, um, and I'm only sharing what's inside me. I'm constantly, I'm super excited every single day to get up and say, how many people can I transform? Which happens to be, I guess, the name of your podcast as well. But it's really how many people can I inspire, educate, engage to have a transformation in their life so that I can help people solve problems, solve personal or professional problems through the knowledge that we provide in today's time online. And, uh, and I guess that's sort of where it comes to the topic of the book. Um, I never planned to write a book, but friends and family and some of my clients have been saying, Gautam, I mean, you've been putting speakers on stage. You've experienced so much in your life. How about you write a book? And they'd always term Gautam as the guy who breaks bread, you know, among some of my friends. And I said, you know, it makes sense. I mean, breaking bread is a concept which started in the UK and it's basically, if you go to the strict thing, breaking bread is where you literally break bread and you have a meal with someone. And when you have a meal with someone, it's an exchange of energy. And that energy is so pure. Um, and so it goes back to, in Dubai, I, thanks to my wife, I mean, we hosted over 100 dinners at home. The home is the most personal space you can invite someone. You're having home-cooked food. And to me, to be able to have had that over the years in Dubai, so over a hundred dinners, we broke bread, which means we built personal personal and professional relationships. And, you know, it's called, as you say, professional friends to that extent. And so you broke bread, you remove the barriers of the formal sort of thing you have in a business setting. I mean, you still remain professional, but you've broken bread, you've, you've had a cultural exchange, uh, food, and you've had a meal together. So everyone's relaxed and you've had a very authentic conversation. So that would be the foundation of how the topic or the title of the book came up, Breaking Bread. Initially, I thought, you know, building powerful relationships. No, I don't have powerful relationships. I have meaningful relationships with people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can be powerful. You can have relationships with powerful people. 
but that's not about breaking bread. Breaking bread is about building meaningful, authentic, genuine, sincere, loving relationships with like-minded people. And, and that's really what breaking bread is about. And basically I did a webinar earlier uh, sometime last year and I transcribed that. And that was the starting point that triggered me to say, let me actually create a book and share my learnings of breaking bread, which to me is basically an energy exchange between two or more people, which allows the opportunity to co-create, collaborate, and, and uh, build opportunities together in that sense. Um, and that's what the book shares, my learnings and some true stories that I have experienced personally, uh, both online and offline. Um, and in closing with the lockdown, I was supposed to launch the book in April. Once the lockdown happened in March, I actually then added additional chapter to the book, which is breaking bread virtually. Mm. Because I don't want people to use the connotation that, oh, if we can't meet, we can't break bread. No, I mean, I've had over 56 conversations in the last six weeks. And I would say that's also breaking bread. I have had meaningful conversations, built meaningful relationships virtually, uh, whether it was um, with family, friends, or, you know, your professional contacts. Mm. Brilliant. What are, what according to you are the critical skills that one needs to master for these times and for the times to come? Except, as an individual, as a, as a business owner. Yeah, as a business owner, for me, the first shift, which is not an easy one, because I've had three previous, let's say, painful experiences in my life uh, that I would say that, you know, from your experience, when you have shifts changing from one country to the other, having a business which is struggling, um, and various changes one goes through is the key word to me, the starting point is moving to acceptance. Mm. And the moment you move to acceptance, you're in a healthy space because today nobody who can control what's going on in the real world. We, what can we control? We can control by staying at home, being hygienic, being sensible and not exposing ourselves to the, the challenges of the virus that are going on. That's in our control. And then you say, so you, know, so you have to sort of accept the reality that we're facing today and obviously manage your finances, manage your commitments. So you manage that. But only with acceptance does your brain move into, okay, what can I do about it now? What is in my control? Like today, I've gone into hosting back-to-back -back webinars for the last 12 weeks. Uh, sorry, last six weeks. I've hosted over 12 webinars. Uh, to me, that's connected with over 3,000 people. My LinkedIn profile has grown by over 1,100 people in six weeks, authentically, organically, by providing value. Mm. Um, I've had at least 15 conversations with people I never knew um, in the last six weeks because I provided value and they wanted to connect with me, whether that helps you today, tomorrow, day after, or you just shared positive exchange of energy. So to me, it's, it's about acceptance is one, then providing value, being sensitive to today's time is not about, I know it's easier, we have to be very patient now uh, until you can actually start doing things commercially. People are very, very fragile. People are sensitive. People have stress, anxiety. You've got to be aware. So living in awareness of what's going on and, and providing value uh, in the best way possible, staying connected, calling people just to say, how are you? Mm. Be an empathetic listener. You do not know what people are going through. 
I mean, nobody knows. I mean, on the surface, I mean, you look at social media, people may still be showing that I'm all fine. Everyone has got their own journey. People may have family members who passed away. People may be financially in, in concern with commitments. People could have relationship challenges, um, you know, challenges in with you got, you've got to manage your home and life and everything in one space. So everyone's got their own, own uh, challenges. You have to be, I guess, flexible. You need to be adapt and be very understanding. I think, you know, there's no space for ego. There never has been. But I think, you know, we're all in this together. So I think at the end of the day, from a business standpoint, I would say acceptance. I would say flexibility. I'd say understanding. I'd say, you know, support, supportive um, and, um, and open to uh, innovating and trying new ideas. That's most important as well from a business standpoint, because you would need to pivot the way you do business. And yes. some businesses will have to pivot 360 degrees. I mean, I have family who are in the travel agency business. I mean, to me, they have to totally start something new. I don't see uh, uh, that business model suddenly reviving in the coming year. There are some businesses that can just move online or provide a virtual delivery service, whatever that may be. So you really have to, I would say in summary, um, the term that I've been using when people ask me is that I'm taking the stance that I'm a startup. I'm a startup with 25 years experience. Mm. So I'm not here to say that I've got 25 experience. I've got this, that I'm a startup. When you take the position as a startup, you accept you've got a clean slate. You may have the experience and the contacts, which are valuable assets. But as a startup, you've got to start your business from scratch and say, in fact, I heard someone say very recently is pretend you're a competitor to your own business. Mm. And now if you're a competitive business and you're a startup, what will you do now? Because if you don't take that stance, you may not, you may make incremental changes to your business, which today there's no space for incremental. You have to make dramatic changes to your business today. True. So those are my summary of thoughts. Amazing. Thank you. That was really insightful. Hmm. Gautam, what inspires you to do what you do? What inspires me is is the change that I see in people that I've met over the years and the appreciation and gratitude that what we're doing whilst it's a business is actually something that helps people. And I just mm. love, I love connecting people. I love helping people. I love bringing people together. To me, I'm a people's person. I always have been. It's been a personal passion of mine is people, understanding people, People are, people say people are difficult. I said, nobody is difficult in this world. People are different. And mm. just that distinction. And once you understand people, I enjoy the experience of speaking, communicating with different people. Some people, you know, so to me, it's all about people and, uh, um, and solving problems and bringing people together. That excites me. I have one friend of mine in Dubai and till today she goes that, Whatever I am today, I'm thanks to you. And what have I done? I created events in Dubai. She attended the events. I told her, no, but I may attend the event, but you took action. She goes, but I would never have afforded to go to the States to travel and see these speakers. You brought the world's best speakers to mm. Dubai, mm. encouraged me to attend, supported me in attending. And, uh, and today I run my own business and I've suddenly built my own M sort of entrepreneurship business. And it's all thanks to the learning that I made and the action she took. So when I hear those kind of stories, they're priceless. 
Mm. Um, you know, another corporate client may have told me that, you know, we had this issue with our team, but after that engagement, it transformed the way the team dynamics work um, and, you know, helped us increase our results. So when you hear that people had a problem and you contributed to helping them find a solution and experience a better way of life or business, to me, that itself is what inspires me each and every day. Excellent. Thank you. You mentioned working with world-class speakers and I'm sure you've worked with a lot of them. In fact, most of them. Right. Who have been the most inspirational and the most uh, impactful for you personally and professionally and why? So yeah, I've worked with over, over 50 speakers in my, in my entrepreneurship journey. First and foremost, I would like to acknowledge that I've learned from every single one of them because every speaker is unique in terms of the knowledge that they share. Each one has their own personality. So every single speaker, I have learned something from, for which I'm grateful for. Um, and I know, knowing my personality, many of them have become habits of mine that until I stop and think which experience helped me, I may not realize, but I know that they're an integral part of the person I am today. So I'm abundantly grateful. If I'm going to, you know, sort of highlight uh, two speakers, they would be Marshall Goldsmith and Ron Kaufman. And uh, without a doubt, they are like speakers that are really dear friends of mine. And I've learned and continue to learn from both of them tremendously. Uh, they're both different um, in, pers in personalities and in delivery style. But yet, uh, I just really am thankful to both of them for what I've learned from them, you know. Uh, to be more specific, let's say in Ron Kaufman's eyes, you know, he is in the business of helping organizations uplift the service culture. And to me, uh, you know, he has an explanation how service customer experiences keep evolving and keep mm -hmm. needing and they keep need, the expectations keep rising. So we also have to keep providing a service which is above expected to stand out, whether he calls it desirable or surprising or unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, he's someone who has immense energy um, and communication is at the highest level. So whenever every event we've done with him, you know, has been simple yet profound in the context that the ideas he shares are what I like is I like the concept called ideas for action. You mm -hmm. attend events, you read books, but you feel good and you are inspired. But again, come back to the word action and his energy is so engaging um, and inspiring that he inspires you to take action. And you can leave his room, and I've had many times, not only myself, that the, every time, I've heard him over a hundred times, and yet I'm excited to see him. One is the energy, two is the content, and two, I know that every time I've heard him, it's inspired me to take action at least on one or two areas of my life, personally, and in my business. Mm -hmm. So with him, I would say every experience guarantees improvement in the business, in a change. And that to me is something which is profound and you know, our delegates have always appreciated is, is energy is key and simple, actionable ideas with stories to support it. What he has is he has phenomenal, true stories to validate and represent and stories which you can relate to hotels, airlines and, and uh, 
you know, the travel experience, obviously in the past, we could all relate to those stories. Mm. So that's one thing I'm really grateful to him about. Um, when it comes to Marshall Goldsmith, uh, you know, he is, he has his book called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Mm. That title itself is constantly, you just saying that title, it makes you realize that you've got to keep moving because whatever we are today and again today, whatever got me to where I am today is not going to help me move Go forward. Further. I mean, I need to continuously improve as a leader hmm. and, uh, and then only if I improve as a leader, can I inspire my team and my customers and the people who know me and then, you know, help me to continuously progress. Um, and to me, you know, he's, he's so humble as a person, authentic, uh, abundant mindset, uh, so generous in every which way. He's the, you know, sort of the, people say, what's the benchmark of a speaker you'd represent? And he is second to nobody in that space. It's a pleasure, privilege to know him personally and professionally. Um, you know, he sort of optimize. He always says, "Like work made fun gets done." He works hard, but he has a and make sure we enjoy ourselves as well. Reward and recognize each other for the event. So, to me, uh, these are the two speakers that have made a profound difference to me um, personally. Thank you, thank you for sharing those personal stories. Vadim, uh, if you had the opportunity to include three books apart from your book uh, in the school curriculum of all the schools across the world for children, for teenagers to learn from, which would those books be and why? Right, that's quite an interesting question. To me, when it comes to reading, and I use myself again, and maybe you said the school curriculum, I feel attention spans have reduced a lot yes. uh, for everyone with technology. Having said that, India is one of the few countries in the world which still encourages reading um, and books are reasonably priced. In other parts of the world, there are more economical options and attention spans. So India still stands uh, good in that space. But with attention spans uh, reducing, so that's one aspect. And then with the people like to be emotionally engaged and edutainment is sort of fun. So you want to learn but enjoy it as well. Hmm. So keeping attention span, edutainment in mind, and at the same time, a transformation that I would like and feel that children will help them in the past. The books that come to my mind, one is called The Fish Philosophy by an author called Stephen London, which is, um, which is based on work made fun gets done. It's based on a, see, a fish market in Seattle where they sell they sell more fish than any square foot in the entire USA. Because when you go to that fish market, they're not just selling fish. They are cracking a joke. They are passing the fish in a fun way. And they're making sure there's, a, there's an engagement experience when you buy some fish. Sometimes mm. the fish price might even be slightly more. But to me, um, they are doing extremely well because they've created a positive, uplifting environment. And that to me is something I'd really want um, the education sector to imbibe in the children of today to know that you need to have a balance and whether it's in your homes, whether it's in your business or your profession career, work made fun gets done. Mm. You need to be, you know, relaxed and in a positive environment as opposed to just being very serious. Mm. That would be one book. The other book 
is called Who Moved My Cheese? Again, a simple, short parable, easy to read. Again, there's a movie on it as well if you prefer. But Who Moved My Cheese is all about change. And if there's one thing I've learned in my 25 years is the change that takes place. I mean, it's just continuous. Um, and I think the speed of change that takes place in today's world is far greater than our parents or grandparents would have experienced, you know, staying in one job for 50 years mm. was considered a success and then you retire. I mean, today people, uh, things are changing, you know, today's world that we're currently living in is a dramatic change. So I would like to ensure that the education sector embrace children, that change is going to be, is, is very constant. Mm. And I think who move my cheese is a great way to demonstrate that. Um, and the last book is something that really helped me tremendously. It's called Yes Attitude by a speaker called Jeffrey Gittermill. Mm. And since 2009, um, I have not read or seen a newspaper in my life. And, and that's 11 years. In fact, I celebrate every January. Uh, I have 11 years now this year was the since the reading a newspaper. And his book is uh, a really fun book with large fonts and a lot of pictures which would resonate with every teenager. And it's really about the opening chapter challenges you that not reading a newspaper is one of the best decisions you could make in your life. It doesn't mean you're oblivious to what's happening. You can go online and read, but okay. choose what you read. The mm. newspaper compels you, invites you, entices you to read everything mm. of which 99% negative, except if you're reading maybe sports or something general. But the newspaper, you start your day reading the newspaper, it's a totally, it doesn't add any value. That, as, you, as I shared earlier, what's inside you is what you give out. Mm. You read the newspaper to start your day, you've internalized that news and it's a part of you. And your response and your attitude and your outlook is something which uh, changes in the day and it sort of affects you. So to me, these would be three books that I would highly recommend uh, everybody reads, and including obviously the youth of today. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Gautam, we're coming towards the end of the interview, but I'd like to ask you this question. Is there anything that I should have asked you and have not, and you'd like to address that and you think that it's important for our listeners? Uh, you've covered quite a lot in what you shared between my journey my why, uh, the importance of breaking bread and building meaningful relationships. Um, and I really feel my dad's three points of view is something that I would recommend. If there's one thing you take away from mm. this interview or anytime you speak to me is these three pieces of advice because they help you both personally and professionally. And I would really like you to take time out to press pause in your life. You've got a golden opportunity sitting at home it goes for myself because I've been keeping extremely busy. My dad actually sent me an email and said, no, I'd like you to slow down and press pause and have time for yourself and really reevaluate everything. And I think, you know, make sure you are surrounding yourself with the right people, uh, connect with friends, family, uh, and have meaningful conversations. Nobody's in a rush, have meaningful conversations with those that matter. Um, there are people living alone, maybe family members, elderly. Um, we're living in a very vulnerable time in that sense with so much uncertainty. 
So to me, stay connected with like-minded, like-hearted people. Be there for others. Um, be humble, be kind. So in that sense, that's one. In the area of learning, I think this has never been a time in history that you'd be have the opportunity to learn virtually. Um, so I think let's encourage learning. Learn things which you, you know, hobbies or learn things that you'd like to improve in. And, and, and then apply those learnings by taking action so that you use this time wisely to uh, feel it was a time that helped you get to know yourself better, get to know your family better, and also that you come out of this stronger, wiser, and a better human being so that the future that lies ahead, you will look back at this as a time that helped you transform both personally and professionally. Mm. Those are my sort of closing comments, if I may. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Gautam, for your time and sharing your personal stories and your experiences. I think this has been valuable for me personally, and it will be valuable for the one who listens to this. So I just want to thank you so much for your uh, for thank sharing you. and for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Yati. It's been a pleasure and uh, really wish you all the best with your show and uh, keep inspiring, keep transforming. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please leave a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you know someone inspiring and successful, please pass them on to me. I'd love to interview them and share their story. If you want to get coached to create the life of your dreams, connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Yayati Desai. That is Y-A-Y-A-T-I-D-E-S-A-I. You can also connect with me on my website at yayatidesai.com. Thanks once again for listening. Until next time, do something awesome.